Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. I've been listening to this song all week. Applied then, it applies now. 1968. 52 years later. And damn, does this song still hold up? Still holds up. Not only does it hold up, it's the same shit. Shout outs again, frontline workers, doctors, nurses. My sister, EMT, on the front lines, working in Brooklyn and Queens. Uh, to all the good, everybody's saying this, all the good cops that are out there, as in anything else, things happen where it just puts a black mark on everything that you do. Just stay strong. Thank you for holding up the fight. Shout out to all the delivery drivers for people who are still too cheap. To and <laughs> shout out to you, delivering, <laughs> delivering those pizzas. Delicious, delicious pizzas. Oh, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, Sons of Slam show is on the air. Here we go. Chris Mindell along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well. Got my AC up and running, so it's a cool 68 degrees in here. Although I can't turn it on because it sounds like... uh, It sounds like a chainsaw uh, factory over there. Nagasaki. Uh, What were you saying? It sounds like a chainsaw factory. It sounds like you're you're building... Yeah. Like the next Transformer and... uh, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, that, that so AC. SpaceX is in my backyard, and they're building the next uh, rocket. In Queens, so amazing. That's what I got. Queenstown. What I got going. Queenstown. You want to hear a quick, real funny, well, not even that. It's not funny at all. Want to hear a crazy story about Queens? Always. Did you see the internet that went viral about the man yielding, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I think that's right. The man yielding the Wolverine-style knife claw? I did, yes. <laughs> so yeah, that that's uh that's actually not that far away from me. I'd say it's about two miles away from my house, door to door. Okay. And uh, I've passed by that place many a times, and I knew the vi- I knew exactly where it was as soon as I saw it. Mm-hmm. And then this man just whips out a fucking leather strap on, like a slingshot strap on, <laughs> strapped on his arm. Because I, I thought it's it looked well. Okay, hang on, it's uh. It, like those old wrist rockets from back in the day. 
where you just had to put your whole arm through it, and then it really latches onto your arm. Mm -hmm. He had one of those, but with four knives sticking out of it. And boy, oh boy. Well, do you uh, explain why he had these? Because he just didn't randomly have, I mean, he had it in his, in his car, but it wasn't a, so random, the story, wasn't a random brandishing of, of Wolverine claws. Exactly. The story that has been in the mainstream media is that he just randomly turned around because people were protesting and whipped this fucking knife out and then just started going after people. And no. then he gets on the curb right. and then goes. Allegedly, mm -hmm. and if you look at the video, you can kind of deduce it, someone threw something at his car. At car. So that's not on video, which is circumstantial, I guess. But it's... Listen, first, first things first. If you're protesting, don't throw anything at a fucking car. Yeah, that's it doesn't help at all. Because that literally takes it from a peaceful protest to what will eventually lead to a riot. Right. And you can't have that. But this dude and his beat-up Mercury Mountaineer was just all on the sidewalk. He wanted to just... He, he looked like he wanted to kill everybody there. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. <laughs> just crazy. Um, yeah, I, I saw that picture, and I'm just like... That that's he's he was waiting for something to go down, <laughs> where he could just say, you know what, here we go, motherfucker, and then just whip this thing out and just say, yeah, keep throwing shit at my car. He um, had that adamantium in his car. He has adamantium. It's amazing. This guy, he's an actual Wolverine. Um, we have a lot to talk about and uh, little time to do it. So let's let's get to it here. Um, uh, my first thing that I read this week uh, was that they are not happy in the crowds. Uh, over at WWE, so the crowds. Uh, when I air quote crowds, we're talking about uh, the NXT uh, wrestlers and not even jobbers. the jobbers of NXT that are in the crowd, and they're not happy. They're not happy with the long hours. They're they're not happy. Uh, they were better off when it was live. Obviously, uh, these are uh, 10, 11 hour, twelve hour days that they're they're taping. So they're basically not only just taping for one night. They're taping Raw, SmackDown, NXT for multiple nights so you're talking about again 12 hour days where it's just shooting and shooting and shooting the show and then if they mess up they got to redo it and there's reports of them basically standing they have to stand obviously you see them standing during the show the shows um they can sit down according to reports inside reports they can sit down during the breaks but the breaks only go for two three minutes um so they're standing hours on end and they're not happy I don't blame them for not being happy. God damn, I can't even stand for 12 minutes. <laughs> and it's, I, I actually wanted, I'm glad you brought this up. There was, uh, I saw an article recently, I think today actually, that said that Nikki Cross actually bought a whole boatload of pizza and delivered it to the superstars in the crowd. So NXT and all those tapings. Funny that you bring that up because that was my next point. I have three points, uh, two points based on that story as far as the NXT superstars being uh, around the ring. So yes, Nikki Cross uh, did uh, order pizza for the superstars in the crowd. Uh, quote, I was just told, this is um, uh, Sean Ross Sapp, uh, reported to Ringside News. I was just told a story by someone talking about how great at Nikki Cross WWE was to the NXT extras. After these set of tapings, she said she bought them all pizzas as a token of appreciation. What a gem. Uh, I mean, it's no New York pizza, but, you know, Tampa pizza can't be that they, I bad. mean, yeah, it's, yeah, unless it's like 
ship down there. I don't know. Also, free pizza is free pizza. That's right. You're so gonna, you're gonna eat it. <laughs> um, so yeah, they was reporting uh, they needed it because of twelve hour shoot days. Uh, NXT superstars are required to bring their own lunches. They also had to eat in tents outside, separate from the uh, the superstars that are on TV every day. Uh, they might not be able to be to eat with the superstars, but at least they had a good meal thanks to Nikki Cross. Um, ain't that some shit? <laughs> Just, you, it's something. It's I, something, all right. I mean, I guess you, if you want to teach them as far as like being able to get like to that level. That might be a way to do it, but you're separating. Not only are you separating them just because of the, the, the plexiglass that you have around the ring, but they're not able to eat with the other superstars. They got to eat by themselves. Um, they bring their own lunches. They're not reimbursed by a multi-billion-dollar company. I don't know. It just seems Jesus Christ is WWE segregating other people. What the fuck? <laughs> Segregate by by freaking uh, uh, brands. Do we need to have Jim Jim Cole Jim Crowlaws and <laughs> does Vince McMahon need to come up with his own Jim Crowlaws? Yeah, like, what the fuck's going on? Uh, white, black, Hispanic, uh, Asian. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter what color you are, but if you're a jobber, you gotta fucking. You go gotta over go there. over there. <laughs> you're over there. Uh, another report based on that, um, talking about the twelve hour days, but but Raw is three hours and SmackDown's only two. Well, no, yeah, they're, they're taping for multiple days, as we mentioned. So, uh, because of that, they have the luxury of being able to do reshoots. And so, with those reshoots, and McMahon not being happy with certain uh, things, there were three reshoots uh, that were done this past week. Um, the first one, and Fightful uh, reported that there were a couple of reshoots. Uh, it was reported that Otis versus King Corbin, that happened yesterday during SmackDown, had to be reshot. It resulted from <laughs> resulted in Otis taking four spine busters, but that wasn't even the spot that was messed up. They don't go into what it was, but that wasn't the spot that was messed up. Uh, the second thing uh, was MVP's promo also needed to be redone because he messed up the verbiage verbiage of how he was re- to refer to the live crowd. Quote: uh, There was also a reshoot during MVP promo because he referred to the audience as quote NXT superstars. Someone came over the loudspeaker to cut off the promo to say to only refer to the audience as performance center recruits. All right. I, uh, okay. I, I, I get, I mean, I get it. Right. I don't agree with it, but I get it. You know? I, I, I you know what? I agree with it only because I'll, I'll tell you why I'm probably wrong. I only agree with it because if MVP is saying that there's NXT superstars around the ring, it kind of belittles the whole brand. So basically, they're they're there to just cheer on Raw and, Super, and SmackDown. It's yeah, not all, exactly. It's not all superstars, NXT superstars. It's the jobbers of NXT. But yeah, even even saying that though, you're you're kind of putting them as okay. Here's here we are, NXT. Even though you guys won Survivor Series and are on the, on the come up uh, with all these great athletes, you guys are, are pushed to the side. So you guys can just stay right there. So I I kind of understand why it was changed. Um. The other thing also, the, the third thing was that, uh, we didn't really talk about this uh, last week, Nia Jax had uh, wrestled Kyrie Sane for the 27th time, and for the 27th time in a row, uh, she botched something in Kyrie Sane. So they edited, if you watched last week's episode, uh, they edited around Nia Jax's botch when she busted open Kyrie Sane. So if you, if you go back and watch it, which I actually went back and watched it, they immediately cut from when she got thrown into the stairs outside the ring. Back in the ring? Um, yeah, just got thrown back in the ring. So it, 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 the whole the whole thing, if they showed it, was her busted open. Yeah. 
So they didn't. Show I saw the picture. It's not. It's, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. So they cut that out. So yeah, if you go back and watch last week's episode, you'll see that little uh, that little cut uh, uh, edit. Um, I just want to put one thing in there when you were called. Uh, so by the way, I'm, I'm sorry. They, they 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 cleaned up Kyrie saying they 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 yelled cut. They wa- they wiped her off of the blood and then they started the match and then that's when it went to the pinfall. Go ahead. I mean, I guess they would have made sure that she didn't have a concussion. Hopefully, that's who. <laughs> that's who. Uh. There has been uh, rumors going around about NXT call-upons. There you go. That's official <laughs> Sunday Slam verbiage. Thank you. Uh, we, should, so, we should make a shirt about that. Yeah. <laughs> call-upons. NXT call-upons. Call up and then dot, dot, dot. Brought over. On the back. Brought over. Yes, dot, dot, Bra- dot. <laughs> uh, NXT call-upons. I almost mm. said it again. Mm. Uh, Velveteen Dream. Io Shirai. Okay. It's apparently already being reported that Dominic Dijakovic is already going to Raw. And okay. Chelsea Green. Which explains a lot. It would explain a lot. The Chelsea Green thing explains a lot. Okay. It does. The Chelsea Green thing explains a lot more than the other ones do. Very abrupt for for the the <laughs> anyone who's not watching NXT will get into it. Chelsea Green basically fired his her manager. Um to kind of In like the his, most resting bitch face way possible. Yes. <laughs> I love it. The RBF. The RBF. Good old RBFW. Good old RBF. Um, Did you hear about Jackson Riker, my friend? Uh, Oh, yeah, I did. (laughs) I absolutely did. Okay, so which one do you want to talk about first? His support of Trump or the tweet that he had a couple years ago? Let's talk about the support, and then we'll, we'll retrace and go back. Okay, so I don't understand why people are getting upset about him for supporting the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. I get that the president right now is not a friendly kind of one. Okay. (laughs) But the man was a U.S. Marine. Mm -hmm. Do you not know what U.S. Marines are taught to do? They're taught to follow command. Who is the number one commander of the U.S. Marines? The commander-in-chief, the president of the fucking United States. Okay. Why is he going to do anything that would disparage his integrity and the integrity of the Marine Corps? Well, there are, I mean, there are other Marines that have, that have talked against Trump and his, his points. I exactly. Understand, I understand what you're saying. I don't understand why people gave him heat for that. I mean, I get it. I don't understand where all of the heat came from from that one specific point. I, I agree. Um you know, it my... does have to do with yes. the tweet that he sent out a couple years ago. Please continue. I'm sorry. So what had happened was he sent out a tweet of him at a gym, I think, and his shirt was open. And uh, I, th- I believe the caption was something along the lines of uh, 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 something about him being a soul man while some other dude was taking a piss behind him because there actually was some guy taking a piss behind him. Mm-hmm. And it looked like his entire, the, the front of his body, was all in blackface. Not his face, not his hands, not his arms, just his stomach. Mm-hmm. So here's what I think about that. Okay, weird, okay. The man was a Marine. Mm-hmm. When you're a Marine, you have to go into some situations where you may have to paint yourself. So if you put a whole bunch of brown and green and beige all over you to symbolize camouflage so you can blend in. Mm -hmm. And you wipe all that off, might not come all the way off. Okay. 
That being said, yes. what kind of idiot would take a fucking selfie of himself and call him Soul Man? I know. I know. I wanted to see where you're going with that. Yes. I completely agree. It's and, unbelievable. And I like I I appreciate you giving him the benefit of the doubt. Because as far as like scenarios, I'd obviously or everybody would obviously like to hear from him as to why that was what it was. Um but yes, selfie why? <laughs> why why yeah. with, why with the selfie? Um yes, no, I I uh <laughs> know my political leanings. Um, I do not completely agree with uh, the man in charge, but I will say that you are entitled to your opinion. You can put mm-hmm. it out there. Um, I think the issue being with everything going on, especially last week, with in, in the 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 not even the peak. It's, we probably haven't seen the peak yet of all the, the protesting uh, going on. But I say we're in the peak right now. Okay, I would say we're in the start of the peak um, between. Everything that Drew Brees said, as far as it, 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 he can believe that also, but at the time, it's timing. So you, mm-hmm. him coming out and saying what he said, what uh, Jackson said, in this time, in this moment, probably not the best uh, time. But your your time, yeah. your time is a little off. You could have said it honestly. He could have said it a couple weeks ago, in the midst of just what we worried about COVID. Remember those days where we were just worried about COVID. And we were just like waiting it out to hopefully get into the summer. Maybe the heat would <laughs> would distract us and kind of uh, uh, bring down the levels of COVID. Remember those beautiful well, days? It did. It did. Everything. Everything well, that you just said actually happened. It did happen. The heat, the heat brought down the COVID. Heat. Social distancing. Everybody forgot about it. Social distancing. Yes. It's all happening. It worked. Except it, it worked. Except now, you know, someone got killed. So because of that, everything started up again. And it, it, point being, timing. He could have picked another time to do it. He could have waited another couple of weeks, maybe during uh, election time when it's starting to ramp up. Now is probably not the best time to, to come out. So all these superstars basically. Ripped him a new one. Turned on him. <laughs> Ripped him a new one. So I'm, I'm sure. Except his forgotten sons. Although the forgotten sons at this point are starting to kind of being forgotten a little more. <laughs> <laughs> no appearance on on SmackDown this week, but um, they are they are in the pay per view. They are on Backlash. Right? Yes, they yes, are. They're on the Triple Threat. Uh, yeah. So there was that. Oh, by the way, uh, to kind of <laughs> pick, I totally forgot to mention this part too. Uh, going back to Kyrie Sane, if you're watching that match again, they they had a a misfortunate point of the of the the show where they had the Kyrie and, and Nia Jax match. That whole thing, as we mentioned, it was edited at Nia won. End of the match. They have a camera shot of uh it was Smojo, uh Byron Saxton, Tom Phillips sitting at the table, and behind them is a pe- uh, the plexiglass which is surrounding the entire ring. You see a clear reflection of Kyrie saying on the mat, Oscar comes in to do this, make the save. You see, you see the referee when they're about to cut to the next segment. You see the referee go over to Kyrie, say something to her, and the two of them, Oscar and Kyrie, jump up and get out of the ring. Hmm. Like Oscar, especially Oscar. Oscar was like, "All right, come on, let's go, let's go." And then you see her get out. I'm telling you, that entire segment is is definitely like. Where's Waldo-esque as far as things to find? Watch that segment. Look at the reflection behind Tom Phillips' head, and you see the referee go to Kyrie saying, say something, and then the two of them immediately go out because, you know, they need to get out and get ready for the next <laughs> the next match. Maybe this is when they take the fucking plexiglass off. Yeah, because we see what's going on behind you. Um, yeah, so <laughs> there was there was all that. The tapings uh, basically are, are ruining NXT superstars. Uh, what else here? Um 
pizza ordered. Adam Cole. Oh, okay. I was going to say, uh, really quick, I, I heard, um, I like to listen to randomly uh, AEW Restricted, Unrestricted, uh, the podcast. Yes. And this week's guest was uh, Britt Baker. Baby. Oh, br- oh, sorry. No. <laughs> the, 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 the baby. Um, <laughs> she was, it was She was great. It was especially, it's like her talking about like her dynamic with uh, Tony Schiavone. And how she became a heel, and her 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 quest to become a uh, a wrestler while going to Penn State to become a dentist, and how she manages to do both at the same time. She has her schedule Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. She's a dentist. Wednesday she goes to to wrestle, and then she's back to doing dentistry. It's a fascinating listen. But then she talks about her baby in Adam Cole, and how Adam Cole helps her out as far as especially now being a heel. That he's he has a lot of input in in giving her advice to where to go with her character. And she said that she would hope at some because he's he's good friends with young the young bucks at some point that he could possibly come over and they can be one big happy family which were her exact words uh, to come over to AEW and and perform there with the young bucks his best friends. Well, uh, it was reported uh, by Wrestling Inc. that Adam Cole's contract is up this August, mm-hmm. um, and that he hadn't signed a new one yet, but it was refuted. Uh, and it says, quote, in an update to a recent headline that indicated Adam Cole's contract is set to expire this summer, and he hasn't come to an agreement with WWE on a new deal with the possibility that he might jump to AEW, this report, this report is actually false. Multiple sources have said that Cole actually signed a three-year contract with WWE sometime last year. Sometime last year, really? Last year. Yeah, sometime last year. All right, so he's it, June 1st is when he won the title. Correct? Correct. Yes. Because he has been officially one year, over a year's champion. Correct. So you're saying they probably gave him an extension then? Yeah. What was he signed to in the first place? Well, I'm talking about like late last year. Yeah, that uh, still. I, I it doesn't say what he was signed to. but they, they, It's a little hinky. They, but, they, but knowing that it was coming up in the next eight, nine months, they kind of, they, they didn't want him jumping ship. So if... Adam Cole loses on Sunday, mm-hmm. tomorrow. He's AEW bound in two months. <laughs> well, if, he signed the contract. If he if he didn't sign the contract. If he didn't sign the contract. Right. And right. if his contract is actually expiring. Right. If Adam Cole wins, you will see Velveteen Dream on Monday or Friday. Correct. Good. Just so we're on the same page. <laughs> we're on the same page. Yes, we're on the same page. We know that. Yes, so Cole is speaking of Monday night. Actually, you know what? Really quickly, yeah. right? Since we're on to, uh, AEW, mm-hmm. uh, Tony Khan came out and officially, <laughs> yes, I know, officially banned. Yes, Hulk Hogan and his ex-wife Linda from all, all, all Elite Wrestling <laughs> events. There we go. What? I knew it was going to come out at some point. Was he already banned? Was Hogan already banned from AEW before this all went down? With Hulk Link? was, but I don't think it was ever came out that he was banned until he tweet until Tony Khan tweeted at Linda saying, "Hey, by the way, you know you and your ex are banned for life, yeah, for life." Do you know what Linda had said? I don't remember the tweet, but I'm sure it wasn't fucking funny or good at all. Uh, no, it wasn't. And uh, as I search for <laughs> for said tweet, uh, basically to paraphrase, she oh, I have it right here. 
This was on May 30th. Uh, watching the looting, Linda Hogan, watching the looting, it's all Afro-Americans, <laughs> which is not true. Not sure how robbing and stealing set the record straight, but if they want to be heard, they need to be civilized. Oh. And then Tony Khan, you've now joined your husband in being banned from all AEW shows. Congratulations. <laughs> and that was... Shout out to the first ever bannies of uh, yeah. AEW. Yeah. About uh, time they started banning some people. Uh, and uh, how long until we see Sting there? <laughs> I know. How long? How long? <laughs> how long? Um, oh, here we go. So there's an explanation. Thank you very much, Internet. Interwebs. Though it wasn't explicitly expressed in the tweet, Hogan's banishment from AEW likely stems from a series of racist comments he made on tape in 2015. Okay, the, the infamous uh, comments. Okay. Hogan was fired from WWE, wiped from his Hall of Fame, which, uh, fast forward five years later, he is back before awkwardly rejoining the company. In 2018, Hogan's return to WWE was accompanied by an ill-fated plea for forgiveness from the WWE locker room. The stunt did not go well, resulting in public criticism from too good for WWE superstar and philanthropist Titus O'Neil. Oh, Titus came out, and he, and he was also, by the way, he was uh, front and center in Tampa uh, with cops behind him. Titus O'Neil was uh, oh. basically t- telling people uh, protesting in Tampa to kind of be peaceful and not not destroy stuff. I was well, like, Hulk Hogan was in, with cops in the middle of Tampa protesting. This yeah, that that sounds hilarious. Yeah, now you imagine. Um, no, <laughs> so that's that's why he was banned by Tony Khan, and this that's this is assumptively that's it wasn't for sure. But Tony Khan has definitely <laughs> banned Lo- uh, Hogan. Uh, he didn't say directly why, but this this tweet uh, banned Linda as well from AEW. Not that she was, excuse me, not that she was looking for <laughs> for any uh, any employment. I really wish that they would have had him on at least one show. This way, Vince would have never brought him back again. Imagine. <laughs> I think I think now if Tony did that, Tony should be like, uh, I'm going to have you on just for like a, a one off. And then that's it. They, uh, Can we just show you in the crowd? That's it. The same thing happened to Kevin Smith, director Kevin Smith of. Uh, yes. He was on a, a AEW. He was at a taping and he was in the crowd. They showed him and now he's not allowed. And Jay. The both of them were there. They were both there. That's right. They were, they were front uh, ringside, front and center. They got involved, actually, <laughs> in part of the part of the show. And well, it's because Chris Jericho was in their movie. Right. Right. But yeah, so he, <laughs> it was jokingly in, in good fun. And WWE had no part of it, so Kevin Smith is not allowed to have, be in, at any events, even though he's a huge which is, he's a huge wrestling fan. Which is odd because you've seen Gabriel Iglesias at events, and then he went over to AEW, <laughs> and then he went over to AEW, and for, I'm pretty sure he will still be taken back at WWE. He was at ba- he was on backstage with Renee Young. He did a whole the, the promo cutting class stupid thing with uh, Booker T. Yeah, and then a couple weeks later he showed up on AEW. I I don't know I, I don't understand. It's odd. Very. Uh, quickly before we get into uh, this week in wrestling, yes, uh, Gronk was released. Moving on, and uh, <laughs> big feud between Jinder and Drew has been nixed due to Jinder Mahal has a knee injury. Knee? Yeah, I think a knee injury. That was quick. I know, right? It's like uh, what- had a huge, huge push, and then all of a sudden they just stopped showing him on TV. Well, thank you for the explanation. <laughs> I totally forgot about him, which is kind of sad. Um, it's unbelievable. No 3MB. No 3MB. No. Well, well, 2MB now. Yeah. Womp womp. Did you know that uh, Bray Wyatt, they're having plans for The Fiend to come back uh, sometime between now and SummerSlam. So they want to have a, a program with The Fiend versus Braun Strowman. They're saying prior to SummerSlam, but I would have assumed that that would have been SummerSlam. 
but they're looking at uh, possibly extreme rules, which comes in, uh, next. I could see Bray popping up at extreme rules to cause interference or something. Mm. Only because, I mean, I don't know. Did we talk about this last week? Bray and JoJo welcomed their second child? We did, yes. Yeah, so I could, you know, Bray's going to take a little time. The Fiend's going to be at home being a Fiend dad. <laughs> That's hilarious. The <laughs> Fiend is a dad. Fiend dad. <laughs> dad Fiend. Uh, and, uh Yeah. The only thing I can think of is trying to get that paternity leave real quick before he's got to go back on the road. There you go. <laughs> back on the road, quotes. Quotes, yeah, in the same arena. Um, last thing I will mention that uh, Scarlett Bardot. Has, Scarlett, you mean? It's just Scarlett. Uh, posted uh, uh, photos on Twitter of herself in a bikini uh, before NXT TakeOver in your house. Yeah, what else is new? I know she does that all the time, but these are new bikini photos, so just... Nude? No. Or new? New. new. Oh, okay, gotcha. You don't think that would be my lead story? If My lead story would be she posed nude. Yeah, you would have been, here you on the revolution. <laughs> Scarlet got her titties out, guys. <laughs> that would be my first. The entire show. The entire show would be about Scarlet. There would be nothing else I would talk about. It would just be Scarlet, and then there's more Scarlet. And then, oh, by the way, speaking of which, uh, uh, in the last two weeks, Mandy Rose and, and Sonya Deville have had nip slips. And then I would go back, which is actually true. And, that, and then I would go back to talk about Scarlet being nude. Yeah. What was the past two weeks, right? Mandy oh, last, last Mandy week. two weeks ago and then Sonya last, last week? Last week was Sonya. The week before, two weeks ago, was Mandy Rose. Yeah. Mandy Rose single-handedly bringing back denim. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm in no way, shape, or form complaining about bring it, it back. at all. Bring it back. Um what else you got? But I bet the Canadians are just going like, hey. <laughs> That's our look. That's our Canadian tuxedo. That's our look. Yeah. She she took three quarters off of a t- Canadian tuxedo and then just like, so good. I do it better. And we're all like, yep, yep you, you do. do. <laughs> you do. There is zero doubt. What else you got? Uh, I believe that's all I got, unless you want a random thought I have. Always. Okay. So what happens if every time you die, if you've done stuff good in your life, you get reincarnated up the food chain. Sure. Right? Until you get to the ultimate, the highest of the high of the food chain, which is obviously, you know, us. That's that's already religion. I know. Okay. But what if you knew about it? Like, consciously while you were living? Mm-hmm. You're, like, you're yeah. like, all right, I'm about to die. If you're like a snake, you're like, all right, I'm about to die. Now I'm going to become a bison. That's quite the jump. You want to go from snake to like, Eel? Well, what's right above a snake? Eel. No, a, e- a snake could take out an eel quick. <laughs> an electric eel? Electric <laughs> electric boogaloo? <laughs> I love the conversation we have on the show. Um, <laughs> what else? That's all I got. That's, That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Do, 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 do. Random thoughts with Joe Black. Uh, let's start off with, uh, let's week start Monday, why not? June 1st. Uh, a day that will live in infamy. For no reason whatsoever. Um, so listen, you start you start saying that speech. I'll keep going. I had to memorize that thing twice. <laughs> Day they, that will do. Uh, we started off raw with Seth Rollins and his uh, his his fake uh, Rey Mysterio uh, retirement ceremony, and that was interrupted by Aleister Black going with the match. Uh, Black actually defeated Seth Rollins. Um, about time. About time. <laughs> about it is about time. Um, 
Cruz and Owens uh, in an actually really good match, which sucks that, again, I think McMahon just doesn't know how to end matches in a uh, in a concrete way that makes sense. So he had an interference with uh, Andrade and Angel Garza. Um, Vince McMahon does not know how to end a match where it doesn't hurt one person's character and help another person's character. Well, Correct. But you wouldn't hurt Apollo Crews since he just got the belt. So if you put him in a match with Kevin Owens, what else do you expect him to to do other than maybe have Owens lose? Yeah, that's the only thing. You're right, though. You're right. It, and, just, and Kevin Owens could have lost because that type of person, his type of career that he's already had, he's, even in the WWE, he can afford it. He, I think he's on that, that area where it was kind of like in the Jericho, when Jericho was willing to kind of put guys over, like Brian's able to put guys over now. He's in that mode exactly. where he's not he won't he would never get buried. He's not he's already past that level. So he's helping other guys out. Um so they end up actually, you know, in WWE fashion, end up being a tag team. Um uh, and defeat Andrade and Angel Garza. Uh Morselina Vega on TV, just amazing. Um I'm starting to hate the Street Profits. Uh if we continue this what's next week, by the way? Do we know? We we had what? golf. We had golf, we had art uh Axe throwing. We had basketball. Go karts. Would it be go karts? You might mistakenly like decapitate someone while going off a ramp or some nonsense. So they bowled this week. Guys, grocery games. <laughs> That's the next thing. Supermarket. It's sweep. like looting, but legally. Supermarket sweep. Um, <laughs> B- who said it yesterday when we were on the on the Zoom call watching SmackDown that Billy Kay, um is gorgeous but she's not the most gorgeous person on her on her team rob it was rob <laughs> and we all agreed with him agreed <laughs> agreed yeah she's she's attractive it's just yeah it, it's peyton royce i'm sorry <laughs> it is peyton royce and we also mentioned the fact that nikki cross just loves to show her tits i said it as soon as she freaking opened up you. her shirt yes, like, was she <laughs> was at any time Right now, as soon as she got together with Alexa Bliss, she will give any, at any point, she will find somehow, some way Mm -hmm. to unzip her shirt, whether it be halfway, all the way, and then just release her sports bra. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm good. I'm I'm good with it. Not that we're complaining about it. (laughs) It just happens all the time. No, we're Um, just reporting. That's all we do. And Nikki Cross, actually, I guess it, it didn't work because she took the loss, but that also... I guess, in hindsight, it showed what would happen later on in the week. We'll get to that. Um, Dominic and Rey Mysterio uh, looking to get back at Seth Rollins. And I like uh, I like the, the, the picture that Roll- uh, uh, Mysterio has with the new mask. It's basically covered. <laughs> the eyeball is covered. Yeah. Um, there with the, with the new mask. And then Dominic basically just showing some cojones. And uh, I like the WCW uh, poster in the background there. But Dominic looking like he's about to take him out. Yeah, so we're all going to say that there's going to be a tag match with Dominic and Ray at some point. Yes. And then Dominic's going to turn on him and join Seth Rollins, and that's how he's going to be the... Uh, that's how they're going to make Seth Rollins stable. With Dominic? Yeah, right. Oh, oh I like that. <laughs> what a twist. Um what else are you going to do? I if it's not going to be to have Dominic wrestle and then eventually turn heel on his father? True. What else are you going to do? Very true. Um, you mentioned He's not that, that little kid with blonde hair anymore. That's right. He's he's doing uh, swanton bombs off of the top rope onto Lesnar. And 
Yeah, a freaking frog splashing the shit up yeah. everywhere. Um, you mentioned that Rob Gronkowski was not resigned. Yes, he was has been released. He's been released from his WWE contract. So yes, I, I hope he makes it. I really do. I really hope that he's able to gather himself up and and be a successful part of society now. Um, you know, there's really only been one person ever who has gone from WWE to the NFL, and that's Brock Lesnar. And it didn't really work out for him. So I hope Rob Gronkowski does uh, better than that. Well, here's the deal. is Here's the other difference is that Rob Gronkowski is probably the best uh, <laughs> tight end of all time. So And he's not going to the Vikings. And he's not going to the Vikings. He's going <laughs> He's going to the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers, well, that's just a stupid team. Yeah, well, it's also because Tom Brady's there and he has pull and say. Oh, he's going <laughs> to the Tampa Bay Ducks. Uh, Ducks. Ducks. He's going to the Tampa Bay Bucks. So they, ha- so they still have uh, Warren Sapp on the defense and uh, – Tony Dungy is the uh, no. Was, was it Tony or Herm Edwards? That was the head coach of that that championship team. It was. Uh, what to say? Oh, God. I got it. Keep going. Look it up. Okay. Um, so anyway, yeah. So he's released because now, <laughs> what a harsh reality if that was the case. Like if you had a belt, we all know obviously Gronkowski is going out to play with the the Buccaneers now with Tom Brady. But imagine if that was just the case for all wrestling. If you were if you were a champion and you lost, you immediately get fired. <laughs> like that's it. You're done. Your your career's over. Like you were released immediately from the company. We would just go through the cycle of of wrestlers and just see like, oh, one I'm time. An idiot. It was Gruden. John Gruden. It was John Gruden. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I'm a dumbass. It's all right. We all know it. We know it. So yeah. So, yeah, we do. Anyway, so uh, Gronkowski lost <laughs> outside of his house. Uh, to a stalking our truth, and now he's the champion, and Gronkowski is released. So every every time from now on, a uh, uh, champion is is pins. They will get released. Um, speaking of, do you th- all right? J- just go back to that really quick. He that dude had on just randomly had on like a referee thing <laughs> underneath. Yes. He had on a referee shirt underneath, underneath just randomly. His, yes. Do you think like Gronk ha- like Gronk didn't know that he was going to lose the title at any point, and then all of a sudden in the mail he gets something from the WWE, and it's just a package mm. of a referee T-shirt, and he's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> all right, when is it happening? When are we doing this? <laughs> What's happening? Do I have to leave my house? Like, nah, we'll nah. bring the crew. Don't worry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really, I mean, it's only like a, it's like a two-hour drive. Go from Orlando to to Tampa. We'll we'll go to your house. It's all good. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Um, speaking of uh, the botches from before, Nia Jax defeating Kyrie Sane. They did, as I mentioned before, she got thrown into the stairs by Jax, busted open. They cut to her face being cleared off from blood and went to the pinfall and the end of the match. Um, again, not before they, they basically cut. They, they they did what they had to do with Kyrie saying and just basically had her in the ring, magically in the ring, <laughs> the next time you see her. Now, I do have a quick question. Who is more? Okay, Nia Jax is at fault. We know that. Oh, always, yes. Okay, but at what point are people going to be like, well, how come Kyrie Sane can't work with her? How many people has Nia Jax injured, other than Becky Lynch? Yeah, which made her career. Um, exactly. <laughs> and not that it was on purpose, but it just happened to work out for, for uh, Becky Lynch. Um, I mean, it's it, it it is it is a notorious thing for her. I I have to look look up and see as, as far as how many times she's botched uh, a move. I only remember Kyrie Sane. Uh, At what point do you think people are like, okay, is it Nia Jax that can't work, or is it Kyrie Sane can't take a bump? I don't. She can take a bump. Or she's done. She can take a bump. No, I'm, I'm, that's not that's not what I I didn't mean to say that she can't take a bump. Okay, 
but that she might have to perfect the way that she goes about taking her bumps. Mm, okay. Because, like, from the clip that I saw of Nia Jax throwing her into the into the stairs, it looked like Kyrie could have gotten her hand up. Yes. Which, obviously, if we know, if she had just gotten her hand up right where her head hit, nothing would have happened. Her hand would not have been bloody. But because you hit her in the head, not a lot in between the skin, in between the skull, it's going to open up quite quick. Yeah, I mean, you're right. She, she, yeah, she could definitely have done something. Um, let's see. Uh, it's, um, I'm just looking up the uh, past injuries from Nia Jax. Apparently, there's there's a, a litany of them. So Nia Jax recently appeared to hit out at uh, Ronda Rousey for consistently hurting Alexa Bliss during matches, has been involved in similar botches before. Um, battled several times. Sane and Jax have uh, both, both times. Uh, ending it with, with botches. Um, let's see, Jackson rubbed the WWE Universe the wrong way. <laughs> the woman is a damn menace. That's, this, is a, this is a tweet from a fan. That's become a, a time when someone in that company realizes that it's not just accidents, it's recklessness. Um, the, the whole, whole shitload of tweets. Um, that none of them say as far as, and it shows actually shows uh, not uh, Kyrie Sane's gash. Like she got busted open, to needing definitely needing stitches with this cut. Um, if you didn't see the picture before, um, right on the top of her head. Talking about Kyrie Sane's gash? Yeah. What do you want, Pornhub right now? Nah, I wish. Um, <laughs> right on the top of her head. Just, uh, <laughs> Whoa. Hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kyrie Sane, Kyrie Sane. Uh, yeah, but that's it. It doesn't say where. Uh, I'll look it up later. It doesn't say as far as like Nia Jax, where, uh, where else she's uh, destroyed other <laughs> other wrestlers' careers. I can um, really only remember Kyrie saying that's it. I, oh wait, hang on. That match with Becky Lynch when Kyrie when when Becky rolled Kyrie under the under the the ring. Yeah, you remember that? Yes. <laughs> well, no, that, that was, was Nia Jax. No, it wasn't Nia Jax. That was uh, Charlotte. That wasn't. That was Charlotte and, and Becky. That was Char- That was the uh, triple threat, right? No, that was the tag team match. It was it was Charlotte and the Becky. tag team title match. Right, Charlotte and Becky versus Oscar and Kyrie. Gotcha. Yeah, Kyrie's not, right. not, not. You might be right. Kyrie has a history. <laughs> has a yeah. Clear history of uh, of of hurting yourself. Um, so I take back what I said about Nia Jax. It wasn't Nia Jax that injured her in the first time, but the whole thing I said about Kyrie saying but it happened twice. I stand by. It, it, it has happened twice. What, Nia? Nia and Carrie. Yeah. What was the first one? The the buckle bomb. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> nope. I take back the take back. <laughs> a lot of taking back. Just a, a whole shitload of taking back. Um, Charlotte Flair defeating Asuka by countout. That's that's always a wash. Uh, Drew McIntyre. I don't know. What, again, according to your, your logic, which is absolutely true. There's no other way to have ended that match since they're both champions and they're going into a pay-per-view. Um, and then McIntyre uh, taking on MVP and defeating him. Um, I wanted to say something because we're, we're about to go into NXT here. And I wanted to talk about the fact that do you think, and I was just thinking about this uh, yesterday, do you think it's it's coincidental or it's good timing that Drew McIntyre is fighting Lashley for the for the title? Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole are fighting for the title. Mm. Both African Americans. Mm-hmm. This is and but by the way, this is all by the, the all these matches were were already planned 
weeks ago. Like this is not like something that just can't stemmed from everything that's going on in the world now. And most of these are taped too, so they were weeks weeks ago. <laughs> right, these are all taped. So not to mention the fact that these these pay per views might already be done as far as tapes, like you know, a couple weeks ago. So what I've heard and what I think is out of one of those two titles, and I'm 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 tending to lean towards the NXT. You might see Dream, and you might see an African American champion by the end of next week. Okay. Here's my question to you. Mm-hmm. I want to phrase this in the most polite way possible. Sure. If everything that hasn't happened in the past week and a half didn't happen, mm-hmm. do you think uh, it's fucked up to say, but the two white guys would have still retained? I don't think that, I don't think that uh, Cole would have retained, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Especially from, from this past Wednesday's show. They kept going on and on about the the, the, the length of the uh, him, him retaining the championship, how long he's had it. They go to celebrate, like it's a lot of hype and pomp and circumstance for this title reign that he's had. That normally leads to a changing of the guard. All right, I, I'm, I'm just putting it out there. I'm not saying it, if, if nothing, nothing, none of this happened. I'm just saying it's coincidence now. But if none of this, yeah, stuff, no, absolutely, none of this stuff happens at all in in the world now, I would have said honestly, I would have said either way, I would have said Velveteen Dream is going to take the title because it's 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 almost about time for something to go on in NXT. Last, like, like a little last shake-up. week, I also would have said that Velveteen Dream would have taken the title. Right. However, this week I read that he might be called over. Okay. And my thought changed. Okay. And I don't think that he's going to. Sure. If you're okay, if you're gonna put one of the titles on an African American, it's gonna be the NXT title, and it's only because of the fact that he has had it for a year. He has had a very successful title reign, and everybody knows now that he is the greatest champion of all time. NXT champion. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> Drew is still in the climb of his title run. Right, right. He hasn't even reached the peak yet. Hence why I'm talking I'm talking of dream winning. Yeah. So if if they were more inclined to have the title on an African American, it would be dream to for storyline purposes only. It would be better for it to be dream that wins it. Yes. For nothing else going on, again, I want to it's clarify. All, it's <laughs> all hearsay. Right. Yes, it is all hearsay. I want to clarify the, my, my statement, though. I want to make everybody clear as to what I'm saying. I'm not saying it has to do with what's happening in the world, but the timing of this is very coincidental. Um, Vince McMahon started the loots. No, I'm kidding. I, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Freaking XFL float folds, and he has to start looting and rioting. Um, but speaking of which, let's, let's go into NXT here. So... We start the show off with uh, Mia Yim and Candice LeRae. Uh, we still have yet to acknowledge the fact that Mia Yim and Keith Lee are bang buddies. Um, oh, but yeah. Yes. Oof. I heard that incorrectly. <laughs> um, bang buddies. So they, they are having, as we talked about last week, they, they're having dinner. They're, they're chatting and eating, <laughs> mocking Candice LeRae and Gargano. Uh, leading all to a match uh, NXT TakeOver. But uh, 
Yeah, I'm just I, I'm waiting for them to kind of like say, oh, by the way, her her boyfriend just came in and saved her again from uh, the bullies of Lorraine. Morrow was real, real close. Was he? He was so close because when Keith Lee came out to make the save on Mia, it was like, uh, and now Mia Yim or Keith Lee has come out. He 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 was. I I don't remember the exact phrasing of it. But he was very close to to actually saying that uh, they were going out. I, I wish I could still. I mean, I, I love having Morrow back. I love having the way they were able to figure out how they can do it uh, remotely um, from wherever they are. But uh, I still miss uh, uh, Nigel. <laughs> it's like the dynamic of the three of them works so well. Because um, Nigel was that good heel. It was that good heel announcer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, Yim. Uh, Fight, they then Candice already fight to a double count out. Um, these these cop out uh, these cop out matches, and then Gargano comes out, and then Keith Lee makes a save, to which General Manager Re- William Regal, who has the best job ever, basically he sets his camera up in his house in the corner every time he's he's on camera, basically setting up a rule or a match. He he just sits down, he says he has an interview, he says it, and then he just cuts the mic, off, you know, the camera off, and he can go back to sleep. Um, so God, he, it's awesome. He ordered up a mixed tag match. To start immediately, immediately after that happened. Uh, so Gargano and, and LeRae actually defeat uh, Mia Yim and Keith Lee. Um, defeated with the roll-up. <laughs> as as I, I like to listen to um, uh, What Culture Wrestling, and they, they talk about the most devastating move in all professional wrestling. The, it's uh, a schoolboy. The, the, roll, the roll-up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a schoolboy. Absolutely. Roll-up. The roll-up. Um, random match with Isaiah Swerve Scott and Tony Nese. Tony Nese on a huge losing streak. Uh, know what's going on with that? Uh, I think Jack Gallagher coming out. To a that. huge losing streak, only to be rivaled by his mentor, Kurt Hawkins. Yes. Well, yes, only rivaled by him in, in the hundreds. Um, I like the. Uh, <laughs> I, w- I they were about to interview Dexter Loomis, and Loomis. I thought it was, was like, oh, he's going to speak. This is great. And then he walks off camera. He comes back with an easel and paper. And then fast forward later on to him making a caricature of himself with the uh, the uh, undisputed era in the car tied up. And they're tied up, yeah. <laughs> tied so up. I did actually look this time, and yes, in fact, Dexter Loomis did not blink that entire time. Not once. It's impressive. Not once. That's impressive. It, it wasn't a match, and I still have to look out for that. But during his segment, he did not blink once. Even during matches, man. I mean, obviously, he's blinking when he gets hit, but when he's not getting engaged as far as hitting something or someone... Man, <laughs> he just keeps those eyes open. Um, oh, my favorite match of the night. We had uh, a triple, triple threat uh, uh, tag team match with the Undisputed Era against Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan against the uh, mystery tag team, and that was Breezango is back. <laughs> Breezango. I'm, Tyler Breeze, Fandango, they are back. I'm so happy. <laughs> I felt really bad for, for fucking Fandango. 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 Because uh, he got injured what, almost like a year ago, I think. He had a UCL tear in his, in his arm. Mm. So Yeah, it's been a while. And he was good. He, they had a nice push in, in NXT about a year ago. They did, yeah. And it, it just kind of continued now because I, I forgot how, or maybe I didn't forget. I don't think I knew how talented uh, uh, Fandango is. Cause he was oh, my like, God, it's unbelievable. He was like all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just like jumping and kicking and blah blah blah. He was yeah, he was all over the place. He was also known for being very stiff with it. We talked about this before. Uh, the two of them mm-hmm. actually very stiff with their 
their hits and kicks and blah blah blah. But he is very good. He's a very good talent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he's they are now number one. That contenders. boy good. That boy good. So they are now number one <laughs> contenders for the the titles. And what perfect people to put into a storyline with Imperium? Yes, I agree. Like honestly, it's one of the most uh, uh, Imperium's whole thing is about you know how the mat is sacred and all that stuff. And then you put two people who are just literally dressed up as astronauts. Yeah, this is so weird. <laughs> oh boy. Um. By the way, we we. Talked a little bit last week as far as uh, um, uh, Chelsea Green and Robert Brand, uh, Robert Stone Brand, and yes. how that happened last week that she fired him. Yes, but they showed it this week and, and said last week and said last week. But then he came out. Robert Stone came out during the Aaliyah and Santana Garrett match and looks very disheveled, as if he just got into a fight with her. So and he, I quote from someone on the uh, on on the broadcast: mm-hmm. uh, Robert Stone is coming out looking like Ari Gold after a bender. <laughs> Just yeah, um, I didn't didn't quite understand that whole thing, but but uh, Aaliyah, amazingly hot versus Santana Garrett, amazingly hot. I didn't know who to root for in this one. I really got Santana Garrett mixed up with someone on AEW, and I came to the realization that I get women jobbers in NXT mixed up with the ones in AEW. because um, they look alike. Yeah, <laughs> they look very Santana similar. Garrett and a J, same fucking person. It's gotta very, be. It's gotta be. <laughs> they somehow were able to have her go between both. <laughs> Just in both uh, both organizations. Good for her. Just amazing. <laughs> so Santana Garrett takes the win against Aaliyah, and then Robert Stone apparently is just all kinds of flustered with uh, Santana, with Aaliyah, because apparently his career is over. <laughs> I, don't know what, I, I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know if they're going to have him as a wrestler now, since he was, uh, he was obviously one before in TNA. I have no idea, but I would love to see him just spiral out of control on television. It would be hilarious. Yes, <laughs> as we saw, as we saw. Um, Dude, really, really quickly before we move on. Yeah, how did they get Prince in the mirror on Velveteen Dream's little mirror, mirror on the wall promo? Yeah, I know. Right. Very weird. Because <laughs> I I don't remember a, a wrestler looking like Prince. This is like the closest thing to resemble. Is this, is this Tupac's fucking hologram at Coachella? <laughs> like, is this the same thing? It's just very weird. Um, the whole thing is just insanely weird. Uh, Grimes defeating Bronson Reed. Haven't seen Reed in, in a while. Comes back, gets, uh, gets the loss. NXT's resident thick boy. The thick boy. I know you're your hero. And then the main event, the NXT Cruiserweight title with Drake Maverick and El Hijo del Fantasma. Taking my babble. I'm getting it. Um, you got it. You're doing good. Thank you. Uh, kind of, you know, I honestly, with this match, knowing what, you know, knowing wrestling as we know wrestling and figuring that there was going to be some sort of swerve because he was fired and he still has wrestling going on in, in his career now. Um, I actually thought he was going to take this win <laughs> and he did not. Uh, uh, Drake did not take the win. However, however, I'm not going to say that Triple H is listening to our podcast. I'm sure he is. Go ahead. But Drake Maverick finally got his college scholarship. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And I will or will not admit to the fact that um, I may have marked out and shed a tear at the end. Yeah. I, I am above pettiness. I am above. No, I'm not. 
But I will say <laughs> that in moments like that where you are such a mark <laughs> for a wrestler and in the moment that we watched with Maverick signing that contract with NXT, I, I definitely shed a tear. And I was like, this is bullshit. Why am I crying? This is wrestling. I'm a man. Yeah, I was, I was kind of, I think it was everything kind of culminating with between Beth saying that she can't, she's heartbroken and all the, everybody like cheering outside the ring. I was like, it's just the moment was, <laughs> the theatrics of the moment got to me. So I had a similar reaction. I, I got goosebumps, all of it, but uh, uh, I did as what they, uh, what the immortal Bill Burr has once said, I pushed it all the way down into a bottle I sealed that bottle and I stuck it up on a shelf. Now, whenever it falls off that shelf, it'll fall. But I'm not worried about that today. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Um, yeah, you can't can't worry about that. <laughs> Put that down deep down in your soul and just reject it. Although- Sometimes I look at that shelf and I wonder, who's that going to be taken out on? <laughs> <laughs> I will find somebody. Um so yeah, that was your NXT. And now, leading from that into this Sunday's NXT TakeOver in your house. I uh, love that they, they use that, uh, the, the tag for it, the 25th anniversary. And they have, apparently, uh, Todd Pettengill is going to be part of the, the festivities. Who? Uh, I hate you so much. Todd Pettengill. Come on, man. Really? Again? Who? Are you serious right now? Wait, stop, stop, stop. I would like to say that I'm not serious. So Todd Pettengill, who is and was a longtime radio disc jockey for 95.5 PLJ. P all day. Go on. In New York City. Um, He was also hired by WWE back in the day in the 90s to host several of their like weekly shows. One of the uh, uh, pay-per-views that he hosted was the In Your House pay-per-views in the 90s. Oh. So if you ever hear Todd Pettengill, he was the one that was looking all cheesy and basically did all the the between-match promos and cut those with the wrestlers. But if you look him up, you will recognize who he is. So he's part. He's going to be part of uh, Sunday's pay-per-view for NXT, just very small part of it. Um, but I like that they, they're kind of bringing him back to kind of a throwback. But your matches for tomorrow... Tomorrow's pay-per-view, uh, NXT in your house. We have Mia Yim and Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart uh, in a three-on-three tag against uh, Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. We have uh, Fergal Balor taking on Damian Priest. <laughs> <laughs> we have... <laughs> Fergal. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Steph. That one caught me off guard. <laughs> we have NXT North American champion Keith Lee uh, against Johnny Gargano. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa against Karrion Cross, which I'm looking forward to that one. I think Karrion's going to take that one. I think Lee will defeat Gar- Gargano. We didn't even go over like who we think are going to win here. Um, do you have any, between those first four, any thought? Uh, okay. Cole. Mm, Cole, Charlotte, Cross, and, and Keith Lee. I don't see any titles changing changing hands, if I'm being honest. At all tomorrow. No. You, okay, so let's go go through the rest of the card here. So we have the Triple Threat NXT Women's Championship match with Flair, Rhea Ripley, and Io Shirai, and then the main event, which is Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream in a backlot brawl for the NXT Championship. Is that like the modern-day uh, Rocket Mankind uh, 
Empty, I, empty arena match. I thought it would be something more like Roddy Piper and Goldust. Uh, uh, yeah, no, Hollywood that's that's definitely up. a better one to go off of. That was one of my favorites. I like that he hit him with a, car, a gold car. Um, yeah, so of all those, I actually, uh, you know, I'm looking at the top two uh, matches here. One of those two is definitely going to change. I would say I'm gonna I'm gonna say at least in my opinion, the either. Ripley or Shirai will take the belts, or Dream will take the belt. Who else is a two-time uh, NXT Women's Champion? Uh, 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 Shayna Baszler. Charlotte, Shayna, and that's it. Uh, right? I think so. Asuka was one time. Yeah. All that. Mm-hmm. So Maybe Rhea, Rhea joins that. I don't know. Rhea join it? I, I, I don't. I see the the women's championship match going and anyways. I don't see Io Shirai winning because I think she's going up to the main roster. Oh, she's going up. You douche. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I heard it as soon as I said it. I heard it and uh, <laughs> I apologize. Oh uh, man, um, I think they, they at some at some point they have to give it to her, and I don't know when she's going to be hotter than she is now. But all three of these, I mean, Charlotte's always going to be Charlotte. Uh, Rhea, I think it was. Maybe it was too soon. They took it off her because they thought that she had to go back to Australia. Um, but it, actually, in, in hindsight, she didn't go anywhere, so she probably could still have had the belt. Uh, Io Shirai is world-renowned, and it, much like the Kushida uh, thing, it's just, for some reason, they're not on top. And Io's kind of just lingering on the top here as far as getting these these title shots and not getting the actual belt. At some point, you have to pay off. Um, so I don't know if this is the, the point or if she will, if Rhea happens to win it or Shirai gets another, uh, Shirai gets another title shot at Flair again. I don't know. All right. I'm going to go Adam Cole, Rhea Ripley, Karrion Cross, Keith Lee, Finn Balor. <laughs> okay. Fergal. Fergal Balor. And the Mia Yim team. Mia Yim team. Gotcha. Yes, I agree. I agree. I think I, I, I tend to agree with you. Although I'm, I'm still I, Fergal in all his jazz hands. Jazz hand Fergal. Um, I, I still think Dream might <laughs> Dream might take it, but I, I agree with you with the uh, the women there. Um, uh, yeah, looking forward to tomorrow and uh, NXT. The, the ever since watching, starting to watch NXT and attribute that to you, um, the takeovers have never disappointed. I, I gotta I gotta admit, like there's never been a pay per view unlike there. Ironically, in the same company, the other pay per views that they've had, <coughs> oh, hell in a cell. Um, where hey, we don't talk about that. They've absolutely sucked. You're right. Um, there has not been one bad takeover that I can remember, at least in the last year or so. Um, they've all been amazing. Can't really m- remember a bad takeover ever. Ever. Okay. They just keep on getting better and better. Well, all right. Ever since that first takeover, well, not the first, but the well. The TakeOver Brooklyn won. Right. That's what really solidified TakeOver as NXT's pay-per-view, NXT's go-to, and started to solidify them as NXT as a third brand. Right. Yeah. So. Agreed. They, they, don't, they just don't disappoint. They did a good job. Uh, over on Wednesday nights to the competition. They had a little jab, by the way, on the uh, the podcast we were, I was referring to before with uh, Britt Baker talking about um, uh, they were they were actually talking about NXT. It's it's weird how WWE won't mention AEW, but on a but on AEW podcast, man, it's just 
Britt Baker, I mean, it's, it's, it's a new organization, obviously. It's only a year old, but they, I mean, there's nothing else to refer to other than WWE. So when Britt Baker's talking about her past and her coming up and her trying to study wrestling, she's, I used to watch Raw and I used to watch you know, JR, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she's going in, into it. Um, and then they start talking about uh, the, the friendly competition and she's like, and uh, 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 Aubrey asked Britt Baker as far as, the competition and who do you think as far as NXT versus AEW and she's like oh it's friendly competition in the house and then Aubrey chimes in with uh we're still winning though and then <laughs> <laughs> she goes in the demographic that counts we're still winning um so yeah so speaking of the winning show AEW I just want to point this out I listened to Jericho's podcast this past week and okay. he had on none other than mm-hmm. Pineapple Pete ironic <laughs> it's so funny uh, so the funniest thing about that, it was Pineapple Pete's first time on Talk is Jericho. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, I, I, I did a couple things in America. I worked more in England, blah, blah, blah. I did some, I did some backstage work for uh, that other company. <laughs> and then it just kept on going. And 20 minutes later, he brought it up again. He was like, yeah. And Jericho's like, I, I want to talk about the work you've done. Like, blah, blah, blah. So he's like, you know, I did some work for... And then he's just like right out of the bat. He's like, "Are we allowed to say it?" He's like, "No, yeah, you can, you could say it." He's like, "Okay, yeah, I did some back, uh, like some handiwork for the WWE." Yeah, yeah. And it was just like that. And then just the whole time after, you can see him just being like, "Oh, that's a weight lifted off." It really is. I mean, just you never know. It's it's such a weird, weird business. Like WWE is so restrictive in everything, and this is, I mean, tweeting from wrestlers and blah 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 and. You know, having uh, FTR now in, in AEW and, and their thoughts about working with WWE and how restrictive they were, um, it, you never know. Like how it, it, AEW is definitely more lax in being able to talk about competition, whereas WWE would never allow that to happen unless I, I can't even think of a time when like Corey Graves on his podcast after the bell like that he's never said anything as far as like other competition. He just he just talks real about who's in WWE. The closest person I've ever seen talk about AEW in the WWE mm-hmm. is Pat McAfee. Okay. And that was only because it was on his own show. Right. He had on Triple H, even though Triple H didn't say AEW by word. <laughs> right. But Pat did bring it up. He's like, you know, you got competition with AEW now, blah, 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 blah. But that's his, his podcast. That's not like a, a, a WWE actual, like... No, it's his radio show. Not even his podcast. His it's show. his daily his radio, radio show. Right. right. He talked about it on his show, not like something like Corey's, which is still under the umbrella of WWE. Of WWE, yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, started the show off with a uh, Black Lives Matter uh, vignette and then get into the action here with uh, Kenny Omega out of the gate. Kenny Omega and Hangman Page, uh, the tag team champs, versus Jimmy Havoc and Superbad Kip Sabian, accompanied by the most important member of this entire match, Penelope Ford, good God. Good Lord. Good freaking Lord. Uh, I'm always amazed at how uh, uh, hard Havoc hits uh, for a wrestling match. Very stiff. Very stiff <laughs> in his punches. Um, like in the best friends that were <laughs> outside um, the, the ring there. But First uh, things first, uh, they had, I don't know if you caught it, but the Knight family from Norwich, England was shouted out on the broadcast. Yes. And then JR was like, you know, I <laughs> I know I know their daughter Paige. I heard she's a really good wrestler. 
just that I, I laughed so hard just because it was like you get a lot more of that on AEW than you do obviously oh like, yeah like the more, way more inside jokes yes yes I feel like the uh the, MJ, the commentary team on AEW is trying to rib the wrestlers as opposed to putting one over on the crowd correct yes yeah always uh remember like especially W nothing MJF doing the suck it with uh with uh, Billy Gunn um exactly constant constant refer referrals back to wwe uh even even this uh, episode with uh matt hardy and uh and private party his, and yeah, his brother jeff and talking about uh uh the hardy boys and him doing the whole thing with the hands and, and party hardy party hardy um anyway uh wouldn't hardy party be the better one hardy party would be better party yeah hardy. that's what i thought Although party hardy is it works well um, well, if you think about it, you're taking the first name of the Hardy Boys and the last name of a private party. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. But because wrestling, you can't. You can't. <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, FTR also in the uh, in the audience, and uh, <laughs> we we got a reference to uh, with Rick Knox throwing out Penelope Ford. We got a reference to uh, Earl Hebner. Yes. As far as, far as the the throwout. Um. One of the best throwouts in the game. I, th I thought he was part of AEW. No, Earl. Yeah, it was like no early on. No, am I just like missing or just like having my own memory think, of things? I think it's because on Instagram or Twitter or whatever it was, Aubrey Edwards is referred to as Girl Hebner. Girl Hebner. I get that, but I always I, for some reason I thought Earl may, might have like started with the company and then just like pieced out. I guess Earl that. Hebner was the one on the uh, on the Montreal Screwdriver, right? That is correct. Okay, I'm just, I'm just making sure. The most Jesus. famous, no, that is correct. The most famous uh, referee of all time. Is it? He didn't know. It, who, name another referee that's, that's uh, other than Nick, uh, uh, the hell's his name that went, went with NWO? Nick Bockwinkle? Not, not I don't know. I don't know who the fuck uh, you're talking about. There was, there was Danny. Uh, Glover. Not Danny Glover. <laughs> <laughs> I want a list from you now as far as famous WWE wrestlers. There was a, I, people are screaming. Ah, at their, at I got their, one for you. Danny, Brad Maddox. Dan, Suck it. Brad Maddox. Okay. Well, he's not more famous than Earl Hebner. Um, Dan, uh, uh, nah, no. I mean, I other, than, other than a sex tape, the Montreal Screwjob. Have job, you seen those tapes, man? I have. I have. Okay, the Montreal, <laughs> the Montreal Screwjob is one of the most famous things in wrestling of all time. Probably number one. Yeah, but Brad Maddox was part of the paid Screwjob. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but that was only for a private audience. This, this Montreal Screwjob was overall for everybody. Like, you know, you only recently just saw Brad Maddox with Paige. You didn't. You saw Montreal Screwjob was years ago. I don't Still, know. man. This talk. Um, <laughs> Earl Hebner. Angel Hernandez. No, it's a umpire. My no, bad. No, you're in the wrong sport. <laughs> Danny Davis. That's his name. Danny Davis in the, in the 80s and 90s. He was a referee and then became part of the storyline, became a heel wrestler. Um, and then would help out like the heel heel uh, uh, talent. Um, anyway, Charles Robinson, uh, uh, Mini Nate, baby yeah. Nitch. fuck you, man. <laughs> Charles Robinson, he is not more famous than Earl Hebner. I'm sorry, I I apologize. There's no way in hell he, it, Earl Hebner was was WWE. Like, like he, he Mike Mike Kyoto, not not more famous than Earl. Scott Hebner. Armstrong. Not, yeah, okay, now you're reaching. <laughs> there, now you're reaching. These are all famous wrestlers, not, I mean, wrestlers, referees, not more famous than Earl Hebner. What about Tim White? Okay, we're moving on. So, <laughs> what about John Cone? I can go all day, man. You found the list. Google's. I did. Fun. I found the list. Google's a hell of a thing. Google man. is a hell of a thing. So, anyways, anywho's, uh, after all that, Omega and Paige, um, I thought there was going to be some sort of uh, turning here, but they hit that buckshot V trigger combo, basically crushing 
um, uh, havoc <laughs> between the moves, and they take the win. Um, they showed a video of Tully Blanchard basically just bitching out Sean Spears <laughs> and screaming his head off because Spears is a jobber no matter where he goes. Um, What's the symbolism of the fingerless black glove? I'm not sure what that means. Me neither. Not, not really sure. He, he was all happy about it, and now he's now he's going to turn because he has the fingerless fingerless black glove. It all makes sense. Um, oh, I get it. I know it. Please. Andrew Dice Clay is going to be his tag team partner. <laughs> get the someone. only person I know with fingerless gloves. Get someone. For the, Big J Okerson. That's forever. it. Forever. The only two people I know. <laughs> Take it forever with this. Get somebody, for the love of God. Um, I want to put Taz. My Four Horsemen storyline that I told you about last night. Yes. That would be the perfect time to pull this off. Uh, to have Tully and, and Arn together and then... Exactly. You have Tully and Arn together at last, once again. Sean and Cody. Sean, Cody, yeah. and FTR. That's like seven horsemen. No, 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 no. <laughs> you have Arn and Tully as the managers of the modern day four horsemen. Oh, they're the four. I thought, I thought Tully and, the and the four Arn horsemen being four. Gotcha, gotcha. Sean, Cody, Dash, and, and Scott. And Fuck. Gotcha. Dash and Cash. Cash. Nope. Come on. No, Cash Dash. and Not Dax. Dash. There we go. Dax. Come Oof. on. Come on, dude. You're crossing over uh, promotions. Um, I want to put Taz in the pantheon of managers that can talk this shit out of a mic. Because <laughs> that promo that he cut for Brian Cage, he doesn't need to speak another word. Cage, Taz is gold on the mic, and he completely destroyed this guy, Sean, uh, Sean Dean. Um, survive if, I, if he lets you. I want to see Taz wrestle again. He should be able to. I don't know why. He's. I mean, I know he's like a. Big, he's like not a, he's that like a, old. He's like a big meatball. I get it, but he should be able to. to he's definitely this. younger than Ric Flair was during his retirement match. This is very true. Very true. Um, Lance Archer is uh, uh, going off the walls, and and you see for the first time ever, Jake Jake Roberts uh, basically apologizing for his actions. Um, <laughs> Jake Roberts looks scared. He looked very scared, uh, which was, was quite weird to I, me. I was I was scared for Alex Marvin. <laughs> I was scared for. Uh, for his well-being, um, private party meeting up with broken Matt Hardy uh, at the bar, but this Matt Hardy was uh, was Hardy Boys Matt Hardy. Um, yes, it was Hardy Party. Uh, moving on to announcing Fighter Fest, it's going to be uh, <laughs> they're taking uh, the the WrestleMania moniker going over two nights, night one uh, Wednesday July first, and then night too two, big for one night. For one no, night. That seems to be taken already. <laughs> So basically, Fighter Fest will be too large for one evening. There we go. I knew there was something else. <laughs> it will be uh, basically during Dynamite, so not it's not going to be a pay per view. It will be during Dynamite, so Wednesday, July first, and then night two being the following week, Wednesday, July eighth. Um, two week so event. Every single championship will be on the line. They're taking NXT Takeover during WrestleMania being canceled and scattered throughout the next two weeks of. Right. NXT ta- uh, tapings, right? And they're taking WrestleMania 36, and they are combining those two ideas into one. Into one. <laughs> this is Fighter Fest happening uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, Coca Banna taking on Le Champion. Can I say I'm telling you, Sammy Guevara, my favorite wrestler now. <laughs> it's just really is uh, just as far as not wrestling as far as just overall entertainment value, character. Yes, yeah. Not as far as as far as in ring ability. Um, I don't know. Jungle Boy's up there. Uh, 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 Listen, there not, not right now. Than, yes, there's about you could say three singles competitors who you know are going to be the future of AEW. It's Jungle Boy, 
MJF, and Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm. All three of them are younger than 25 years old, I think. Yes. But still, that's incredible. That's going to be the the future of their singles, their men's singles division. I still think the best wrestler on the planet right now, and I'm, I'm <laughs> of course, I always draw a blank with names, um, with uh, Lucha Bros. Use your words. Lucha Bros. Ray Phoenix. Yes, thank you. Ray Phoenix. Got it. Absolutely. Just, uh, just amazing. Who got completely fucking wiped out of uh, the AEW broadcast this week. But he will be there next week to take on for the TNT Championship. No. Yes. That would be Mark Quinn. Is it Mark Quinn? When is Ray Phoenix coming on? They didn't say. They mentioned they his t- name like all, all night. But they didn't. Okay. <laughs> okay. They, they did the WWE thing. Because okay. I'm watching. I watched AEW on the TNT app earlier today. Mm-hmm. And there was not one mention of Ray Phoenix. I got to go back and watch. Because I remember the only thing being, you being saw mentioned. of Ray Phoenix was the action figure commercial. And he wasn't even talking. Pentagon was. Okay. I could have sworn he was. He was talked about being up up for. It's a, fishy. Up, up for a match. <laughs> you smell that? It stinks. I'm telling you. I remember his name coming up. I'm going to look look back on it. But uh, all that to say, Sammy Guevara uh, trying to sing the song, and and Aubrey Edwards on Twitter uh, pulling out the, all the stops, saying that you've had you, we've been been in quarantine for how how long, and you, you're still in other words <laughs> to Judas. Yeah. <laughs> Like he was First like, off, remember when we were supposed to know the words for Judas I'm, by March 25th? I'm, I'm Boy, fully, that was a funny thing. I'm fully good on those words. <laughs> I'm fully good. I mean, come, come, come. I'm, I'm so ready for February now. We're, it, our, our event got pushed back from March to July. Now July to February 21st of 2021 is right when we were allowed back into the Rock, into the Prudential Center. Um, That's ridiculous. And then you see right before it, AEW came up with the statement saying that uh, the, the March... 18th show that was moved to July is now being rescheduled for November. And I kept on reading and I was like, oh, maybe Chris is wrong and it's not February. And then it's like, no, AEW is one of the first announced AEW event in 2021. Yep. Will be. <laughs> Prudential. <laughs> assholes. Yeah. <laughs> they took away blood and guts. They took away Fast 9. I'm about to go into a mental breakdown. That whole storyline was, was bot, like not botched, but the whole storyline was thrown away. The whole thing that they had going on, and that basically ended up—I I shouldn't even say that because that actually ended up being the uh, the stampede match. Yeah. So it was which I, I'm not angry at. I'm not angry. I'm just angry that they were going to have this blood and guts kind of World War Three scenario style match, and it, it's not going to happen because of Rona. I'm actually more happy that it didn't happen at, as the stadium stampede match, mm. and I think. They aren't going to mention it until December when they finally announce that Blood and Guts will be February, whatever, 2021. Right. Because we paid for the Blood and Guts <laughs> I want to see Blood and Guts. I want to see Blood and Guts. I, I be... want to see Lance Archer take someone's six-foot intestine out of their stomach wow. and strangle them with someone. Wow. You're talking about you want to see murder is what you're saying. He's the murder hawk. Isn't that what he's supposed to do? Murder hawk. Not murderer. Oh, see, yeah, that's the where mur- I got the mixed murderer, up. The murderer, Lance Archer, the killer. He, he almost became well, sons of son of Sam, uh, Lance Archer, uh, <laughs> Cocabana Shout trivia. Shout out to trivia. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Freudian slip. Um, I uh, yeah, Cocabana uh, 
taking a weird <laughs> at the end of the match. He, he did like this like weird twist off of the buckle, came around and got hit with a Judas effect right in his face. Um, for Jericho to take the win, I still want Guevara to not learn the words, so he can basically just uh, hum everything. Uh, there was one point in the match where uh, Excalibur said he's in the corner with the flying apple, um, and then uh, 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 Jim Ross basically saying a flying apple. Wow. Um, <laughs> some of these, some of these names. I love it when you remember when AEW was first getting its feet together with Dynamite, and everybody was coming out saying that oh Jr. is just putting everybody down. He's putting all the wrestlers. He he will never put the wrestlers over. Mm-hmm. This and this and that. But I like it when he doesn't put wrestlers over. Not only do I, I yes, not only do I like that, but also I forgot to mention in the last in the first match with the the tag team championship match, there was a point in the in the broadcast where. Uh, Shivani was saying how weird, uh, um, oh my God, Jimmy Havoc is, yes. and and, uh, <laughs> and Jim Ross goes, yeah, and look at his hair, <laughs> look at his haircut, like how judgmental are you, Jr. Good God, you know what? <laughs> but the best thing about it was Tony or Exca- uh, Excalibur was able to take that and be like, yeah, and look at all the uh, all the marks on the back of his head. He's been doing death matches yeah, all over right. the United he, he States and def- the UK. Twisted. He's definitely twisting it from the judgmental uh, JR comments over, um, which is why Shivani does a good job with, with stuff like I that. I forgot which match it was in, but Excalibur had a almost impeccable read where it was like, I think it might have been in the last match, whatever. Hmm. He goes, uh, He goes, I don't know, JR, but that was kind of a reach. And speaking of which, right after yes, AEW, yes, you can Reacher. catch Jack Reacher, Reacher, Jack Reacher. And then you just see JR go to so him proud. and be like, So proud. So proud of you. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. You think JR's thinking in his head, like, damn, if he can do that, I might not be needed here anymore? Well, he said at the beginning of the broadcast, he said, uh, Tony Giovanni, along with the uh, smartest guy at the table, uh, Excalibur. Um, so it's definitely, and again, listening to the podcast, their podcast, Unrestricted, and seeing where Excalibur started with AEW. And the respect that he's garnered from Jim Ross over these years, because in the beginning he basically said he, Excalibur was like, Jim Ross came up to me, and was like, what the, what's the deal with the mask? Why do you need a mask? Take it off. Let's let's do this. And he was like, no, this is my tradition. This is why. He explained it to him, and he said, just give it a chance, give it a shot. <laughs> and that's how it came to be that Jr. because of his traditionalism, basically had to kind of get won over by Excalibur. Um, and boy, did he! And did he? Yeah, no, he definitely relies on him. And he explained also, as I've already said, he explains explains the dynamic with them as far as Excalibur taking the fast pace, faster paced matches. Jr. will call the slower paced matches, um, and it works. It's it, it's it, oh it, yeah, they they found their their rhythm. It works. Um, also, Orange Cassidy in this match with Jericho at the end, walking out, rolling into the ring, uh, oh. and, and putting Jericho's hands into his belts as pockets, and then getting trying to get attacked. And Cassidy uh, escaping his clutches. Uh, very, I really hoped very funny. that uh, Jericho was not going to be able to take his hands out of his belt. That would have been Because you see, when, when, when Jake went to go hit him, he brought his hands up. And immediately I was just like, damn. Yeah. Missed opportunity if you didn't have Jericho just keep his hands in his belt his like as if they were stuck. That would have been awesome. Um, had a, a training video with, with Dr. Britt Baker uh, in, her, in her role model uh, uh, wheelchair. Uh, Big Swole against uh, the native beast Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose taking that one. Um, Shivani interviewing Darby Allen. Uh, he was also on on the podcast. I just had a nuts. I just had a crazy thought. It's a nuts. What complete? I had a nuts thought, and then I was like, "Better I said crazy." Thank but you. But now it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, really missed opportunity. Not calling it the the 
role role model be? Right? Because all those, mo- you know how like Ford, the original Ford cars right, were yes. called Model T, Model A, yes, Model whatever. Letters, right. Role model mm-hmm. B. Yeah. She, she, she went with. It would have been perfect. She went with Rolls Royce. That I did not even see coming. And boy, did I fucking laugh. <laughs> because I read it and I was like, how is she going to? Oh. There it is. Yeah. She did it the other way because Rolls is actually. Okay. Get it. Get it. Good job, Britt. Britt is good. Britt is good. Uh, a good, very good listen. Tell Adam we love the idea. I'm kidding. <laughs> it probably was his. Uh, very good listen. It's it's like forty five minutes with. Uh, and by the way, on that on that podcast, uh, Aubrey Edwards, sailor mouth, dropping f bombs left and right. Really? Oh, yeah, they they go all out on that podcast. Oh yeah. Nice. Now I really want to see a storyline and a feud between Aubrey Edwards and Britt Breaker. <laughs> but by the way, and they also explain. I, I'm sorry, I keep digressing here. They she explains on the podcast how the first match that she had was ironically Fighter Fest. And how a minute into the match she had a concussion, Britt Baker did, and she could not see out of her left eye. And so uh, Aubrey Edwards is basically talking her through this match because she has this concussion. She ended up having this loss of sight in her left eye for two weeks. So imagine going through life for two weeks and not knowing if you're going to get your sight back in your left eye because of this concussion you got. And so, I coughed too much once, and I went completely blind for ten seconds, and I almost like ended it all. I, I can't. I can't imagine the fact that you, if you, even situations like that, you're like. I just lost my sight. Something just popped. I lost my sight, and I'm never going to get it back. So <laughs> that's got to be the scariest. Jesus feeling. Christ! Yeah. So she went through like two weeks. It, it's a, it's a very good listen. Uh, it, I mean, I can't see clearly waking up in the morning because my <laughs> eyesight is dog shit. Mine too. <laughs> but not but just like waking up Go and on. be like, I'm up, but I only see black. I only see black out of my left Ugh. eye. Unbelievable. Uh, I don't she, see color. I just want to point that out. You're colorblind, or you just don't see color as far as life. I I don't see color. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> Good for you. That's, that's, no, I, I sincerely mean that. Good for you. That's why I love you. Um, <laughs> Shivani. I didn't mean that sarcastically. I actually meant good for you. I appreciate that. Shivani has a, a sit-down interview with FTR, which I found very funny because they were trying to explain the whole meaning behind FTR. and um, For the record, it could be for all these things. But then Shivani, they stand up. Shivani's like, for the longest time, I really thought it was fuck the revival. <laughs> <laughs> and they bleep it out, but and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, I think that's you can think that too." And then you get a uh, uh, butcher and the blade coming down in their their painter scrubs. Uh, How funny would it have been if they kept fuck in there, but believe the revival if they were like fuck the bleep. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is just very funny that that's that they went to see again AEW kind of just spoofing on WWE. Um, can I also mention the fact that I don't understand why Jericho and other wrestlers are able able to say the word shit on AEW? But yep, they, Taz. But they bleep out ass. Yeah, I was. I'm sitting there I, like that, that's a little weird. Wouldn't it be the other because way around? Because it's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? But, but, I mean, we all know what came first. The thing that got bleep came first. It was the second <laughs> thing that got that right. people let fly. I, I just don't understand how. I thought the other way around would be the, the logical way to go. Um, anyway, so FTR is uh, fighting for the first time. They're debuting next week on Dynamite against uh, Butcher and the Blade. Uh, apparently, they're going to paint afterwards in those scrubs. Um, we had, uh, I paint houses, I paint houses, Marvez, <laughs> Alex Marvez, it's getting tossed around, uh, uh, all over the place. Um, he then interviews Cole Cabana about his, his loss to Jericho. And then Cole Cabana is, is going to end up being part of, uh, dark order at some point. Oh, cause he, this is the second week in a row that he's been trying to get recruited. He's been trying, he's been recruited, trying to be recruited by dark order. Yeah. I don't know. I want to see Coca Man in the inner circle. I'll be honest. I can see that. 
Right? I can see that. That would be awesome. Has he, has he ever been a heel? Colcabana? Well, yeah. I don't know if you heard that podcast from 2014, but boosh. Oh, well, that too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's real life I'm talking about in, in wrestling. Real life heel is, is a totally different thing. Um, and then the main events, uh, Jungle Boy and TNT champion uh, Cody. Uh, they they <laughs> that, that belt, man. So it's whatever. Uh, the first title defense for the uh, for the TNT champion uh, Cody Rhodes. The um, belt looks like dog shit. It really does. But I, I'm waiting for them to the change graphic, the graphic. When Cody comes up, that mm-hmm. graphic, I do like how they kind of res- resembled the belt with the graphic. With the graphic, I, I can see that. That was very nicely done. Jungle Boys, other than uh, uh, I want to say the one that he had with Ray Phoenix uh, with Lucha Bros. This is probably his best match that he's had. A very entertaining match. Uh, Jungle Boy and, and Cody going back and forth with this one. Um, I haven't watched the whole match. Be, I mean, I know what happened. I haven't watched the full match yet. But if it's anywhere near where Jungle Boy and Cody, uh, Jungle Boy and, and MJF were mm-hmm. at the at the pay per view, it's close. I saw. I did see the MJF match. It, this one's close. There's a spot where there's a table out in the on the uh, the floor. They get to the top rope, uh, the top turnbuckle, and they basically both crash through the table. Um, uh, Cody mm. gets Cody gets busted open. Uh, it's it's a very good match. It was, it was mm, Cody gets busted open. Uh, Shocker I know. there. It's happened. It's happening every single week. As long as he's TNT champion, you'll see him every single week, and it busted open. It Why like, do you think the belt is red? There you go. Cover it up. It's like Deadpool. Um, at some point, <laughs> MJF and Jungle Boy come face to face. Um, yeah, it, it was actually a really good, entertaining match. Um, so definitely, definitely watch that one. Uh, last but not least, here we go to back to the dubs, dub dubbies, uh, and SmackDown. WWE. This is the greatest show. Um, we start off with. Uh, oh, this is gonna be like WrestleMania from fucking last year. I got my mind made up. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, I, I'm, I'm forewarning everybody uh, about this. Next week on Sons of Slam. I, I will not be afraid to admit this because I, I love it so much. The Greatest Showman is one of my favorite movies. I have a ton of favorite movies of all time. Uh, Back to the Future, Ghostbusters. Uh, Batman, yeah, we know. Dark Knight. Uh, greatest Showman. Any tattoo you have on your arm, go on. Greatest Showman is one of my favorite movies ever. And they take they took With this Hugh song. Jackman? Yes. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. see, I know. I know. See, Isn't that the one about fucking uh, uh, P.T. Barnum? P.T. Barnum, yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's it's a it's a musical movie. Yes, <laughs> it's a musical movie. Okay, I'm all about it. And they took the did song. Did you like High School Musical too? I did not. I did not. And I I can tell by your tone that you're 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 judging and you're 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 poking the bear. But you no, know what? <laughs> me. Get out of town. Do you, do you ever go to Broadway shows? I have been to. Don't say me like when you were five. No, I've been to two Broadway shows in my life. Okay. Gotcha. Both of them very fucking good. It was uh, the Beatles' Rain. Yes, very good. Very good show. Mm-hmm. And my fa- I'm a huge Beatles fan, but my favorite out of them was I saw the Million Dollar Quartet. Okay, sure. And that one I fucking love so much. Johnny Cash, Roy Orbison, yeah. yeah. Right. Mm. Johnny Cash, Roy Orbison, Elvis, and... Uh... Nope, you're no, wrong. I'm wrong. Really? Johnny Cash. Okay. Elvis Presley. Elvis, right. Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah. Carl Perkins. Carl Perkins. Yes, sorry. Which not a lot of people know, but oh. you might recognize his very famous hit, Who Do You Love? I do. Made Really made famous by George Thorogood. There you go. Look at you. Dude. 
I got a I got a well of useless knowledge up here. <laughs> the I uh, I am all about Broadway shows. I'm just putting this out there. Um, judge me all you want. I I, I act in in uh, community theater. I love doing that. Um, and this movie is one of my favorites. And they take the song for what they're going to assume to be the greatest wrestling match ever. Because God, God help everybody. If this is not the greatest wrestling match ever between Edge and Orton, um, there's going to be hell to pay. <laughs> and you will, you will not hear the end of it on, on Twitter. Uh, so they better have something extravagant <laughs> for this match. And they're using that song. So all I have to say is next week, be forewarned, you will hear nothing but the greatest show, uh, the theme song for, for this pay-per-view, ripping through this, this podcast. I'm letting you know now. Uh, You're going to make me watch that fucking movie before next week, aren't it, you? It really, it really is good. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's your cup of tea, but it is really good. Um, but it just it's I, I I love that they can just tell you this is gonna be the greatest show ever, just so you know, um, the greatest match ever, and you're gonna enjoy it whether you like it or not. Anyway, SmackDown. Let's let's rip through this here. So uh, Otis finds uh, with I love when we can start a show with Mandy Rose. Um, Otis finds uh, King Corbin's crown and wins the ring, and then that's that prompts the match. Uh, of course, because it's always something stupid. Uh, so Otis defeating King Corbin by disqualification. Uh, next up, we have Lacey Evans, who, by the way, just had a a another bikini photo online from the from the back. Good God, uh, give me that booty. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Lacey Evans and Sonya Sonya Deville, my favorite uh, hot lesbian. Um, they they. Go at it. I was waiting for another nip slip like she had uh, two weeks ago, a week ago. Uh, no dice. Uh, Lacey Evans taking the taking the win there. Uh, Drew Gulak. No, no, uh, no Dolph with, with Sonya, by the way. Uh, and by the way, can I also ask if you felt some sort of way with um, this this main event that they're having with uh, Braun Strowman against uh, Miz and Morrison and the whole thing with the, the rape van uh, skit? Why? Why do I gotta feel some type of way about the rape van skit? I, I'm not saying about you owning a rape van. I, I didn't assume that. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, as far as the whole bit, as far as them attacking the car, because I know you felt some sort of way about the car and that you have. The, oh, the oh, you know, between that and and Braun Strowman again. I said it yesterday. He has the inability to be able to body slam. Uh, uh, who did I say? Mark Henry. Mark Henry, but can lift a a van onto. A so I, I I told you this yesterday. Wrestling. Okay, go ahead, yes. Wrestling, sure. one. Sure. Two, it was all about the leverage he had. So <laughs> I would say Braun sure. Strowman could probably, like, I don't even know the technical term, like a squat rack. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I bet he could squat close to 1,000 pounds. Okay. But I don't think he can lift 1,000 pounds over his head. Um, I don't okay. think Braun Strowman could... Suplex, a rape van. <laughs> okay, but I do believe that he could tip one over. By the way, you know that uh, the last thing he tipped over was that uh, ambulance with Roman Reigns in it, and yes, there was a pulley that was pulling the, the the ambulance. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, anyway, going back to the car really quick. So, <laughs> kayfabe. Because now, because now I'm not done. Mm -hmm. Braun Strowman strolled in on a beautiful, what I would assume is an 85, 86 Grand National. Mm -hmm. Beauty of a car. Sure. Mint condition. Yes. And then these assholes, <laughs> uh -huh. these bastards, Miz and Morrison, <laughs> hey, hey, had to take oh. their fucking 
three-piece suit wearing asses with a golf club and a shitty Louisville slugger and they just decide to put a bunch of fucking holes into the windshield. Do you have any damn respect for national icons? The Grand National is the car that Vin Diesel puts into 16 different gears in that one movie and goes underneath a fucking burning uh, tanker. Mm -hmm. How are you ever going to disrespect something like that? (laughs) How? You're taking Uh, a national monument, practically, yeah, and you put a hole in it. That's like putting a hole in the Washington Monument. I don't give a fuck what you say. Wow. I need to turn my air conditioning on soon. Good Lord. It just got real fucking hot in here. <laughs> yeah, really. Relax there. Take a breath. Take a breath. Take a breath. Right. They only, they only uh, bashed, the, they only bashed the window. It's out of me. They only bashed the, the window. Now. They didn't bash the actual... If you notice that also, they bashed the window, something that's easily replaceable. They didn't bash the actual car. So... Yo, yeah, I don't know if you watched me when I saw uh, Morrison take the bat and I thought he was going directly onto the hood of the car. I almost flipped out. You know how hard it is to get a fucking hood for a Grand National? Well, no, I don't. It's not, it's not easy. <sighs> disgusting. <laughs> Just fucking disgusting. I'm so sorry. Call me a Mark. I don't give a fuck. Mark. You fucking disgust me, Ms. <laughs> Morrison. Hey, you hey. Bastards. Ho, ho. Uh, moving on. Uh, Gulak has returned. Drew Gulak uh, to take on AJ Styles in the... Uh, the the shock of the night here. I was actually surprised. Um, I, I thought that Styles would have taken the win uh, going into this Intercontinental title match at Backlash, but not so much as Drew Drew Gulak signs another contract, comes back, and defeats AJ Styles, and assumingly might get a, uh, a triple threat match here going with the three of them. Ooh. Possibly, maybe. Who knows? Possibly. Oh, we did say that. We did say that yesterday. Kind I forgot of, about that. We did, we did kind of I was just saying, probably AJ Styles is going to win. Uh, it should. Isn't that normally what happens? To buy a guy, you lose. You lose one of the days before. Yes, and then you take you it. win. You win. Yeah, it is best for business. It's like the uh, the the entrance. Yes, absolutely. Whoever yes. gets the entrance doesn't get the uh, the title. Right, absolutely right, absolutely right. But just like also like Jericho being the first uh, AEW champion as the the new uh, this new intercontinental uh, span of space that there's no there's no champion to crown a new one. Air quotes. Uh, AJ Styles would fit the bill for that. Um, yeah, and having Daniel Bryan or Drew Gulak run after it as a heel, as a as a babyface to AJ Styles heel, makes perfect stuff. sense. All good stuff. Um, New Day and Shorty G. Uh, I, I, I think Rob said it yesterday. I don't understand why we, or maybe it was you. I don't understand why we keep calling him Shorty G. Um, it was but, probably Rob, but I only want to see him in a in a tag team called the G's with him and Ali. The G's. <laughs> I meant Ali G, Ali not G. I was Ali say, like, like Mustafa. Gotcha. No, I was talking about Ali G. Uh, they take out. They took on Nakamura, Cesaro, and Mojo Raleigh. If one of these things are not like the other, it's not Shorty G. It's Mojo Raleigh, and uh, they lost to New Day and Shorty G. And then the main event, which is the your, shocker of the night, the, the real shocker of the night, women's tag team uh, championship match with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, your champions, taking on Sasha Banks and Bailey. And Bailey and Banks are once again t- two-time women's tag team champions. Um, in the midst of everything going on with the storyline as far as the, the possible breakup, I know that they're trying to extend it to SummerSlam. But, uh, yeah, shocking that they, they lost the belt on, a, on SmackDown here, heading into, killer, heading ki- into The killer bees on a swarm. On a swarm. 
taking taking the uh, taking the belts uh, the week before Backlash. So I'm possibly looking at maybe a, a rematch there because Bailey doesn't have a, a match set up yet, but uh, or a triple threat, triple threat, triple threat mm. with the Iconics. Uh, yes, that's right. That is that is correct. Oh, yeah, that's right because they were they were supposed to f- uh, face uh, Bliss and Cross. Um, which by the way, I'm looking at the at the screen here, and it's just funny. Uh, it says here uh, for Bailey and Sasha Banks, the cohesion appeared off at times, but the singular talents of WWE's Role models were on full display as the boss leveraged a bank statement into a roll-up. Well, most famous, uh, most difficult, and most uh, challenging move in all sports entertainment, the roll-up to win absolutely uh, the championships back. Uh, role models being uh, what they're in quotes on, on the page, uh, hearkening back to, uh, to Britt Baker. Britt Baker. Britt Baker. That is it. That is wrestling. That was the week. That was what a week. Again, not only oh, just wrestling, okay. but in, in life. Yes, go ahead. Here's a theory. Sure. They are, in fact, going to do Bailey versus Banks for the WWE title. At SummerSlam. Women, SmackDown title sure. at SummerSlam. Sure. Because the day before SummerSlam would be the six-year anniversary of their Iron Woman match at TakeOver Brooklyn 1. Wow. Boom. Wow. Boom roasted. <laughs> well, I appreciate your history. I appreciate everything that you do. I appreciate you as a person. Um, I appreciate that uh, you know this knowledge, and I don't. But I appreciate that we're going to get to see the greatest wrestling match ever <laughs> at Backlash. Uh, again, I will be scrutinizing that wholeheartedly because if it's not, good God, man. Um, yeah, for real. Honestly, if this isn't the greatest wrestling match ever... I just hate when they do that. I hate when when people or no, people. I hate when when WWE does that. <laughs> it's just like this is going to be amazing. You better watch. And we've been burned. It's the worst. We've it's been the burned worst before. We've been burned before. Uh, yes, we have. I did it for the rock. If you watch, if you get the chance to watch the Undertaker last the last ride, they talk about um, uh, Super Showdown. Uh, the, the match. We don't talk about that anymore. Don't but, you remember? But that? this is the match that they they had. It was Undertaker and Kane versus DX. Oh, that was the year before. No, we can talk about that one. That's and fine. that yeah, that was the year before. And that was uh, possibly. And I remember watching that in the moment. It was like, wow, that, what a shit match! <laughs> what a horrible, god awful match! Um, and that was touted as being an amazing match because it was Michael's return. He was done. Like they, he goes into Undertaker goes into. Callaway goes into the idea of they were talking about having Michaels come back for here and here, and Triple H was asking him this and this, and he's like, "No, no, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done." He finally comes back <laughs> for one match, for this this mega match, and it was just shite. Um, you think it would have been better if Triple H hadn't torn his peck off of his shoulder? It might have been. <laughs> one minute into the match, it might have been uh, a little better that he was able to actually lift somebody over his his head. If his- no, that hemorrhaging he had all around his fucking jeez, <sighs> man. Oh. Not a good look. <laughs> Gnarly. Not a good look at all. Guys, thank no. you so much for listening again. What an amazing week. Uh as far as wrestling goes, outside <laughs> in your in your outside of your homes, probably not so much. But guys, please stay safe. Um everybody again on front lines, uh do your thing. We appreciate everything that you're doing. I leave you with let's try this one here. Just because I wanted to hear it. Yeah. yeah.
absolutely nothing. 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 Say it again. Good God. You all. Uh, Jesus. Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. My name is Chris Mindell. That is the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. I'm going to go have a glass of milk. Bye. Sons of Slam podcast.